Yay, friends. I am so glad that you're here. My name is Andrea Grace Fillmore, and I am a practical encourager on a mission to help you get your yay back. I want you to be encouraged and have real tools for tackling whatever is in your way. I'm in your corner cheering you on, and I am truly so grateful you're here. This podcast is my labor of love for you, and I hope you find it helpful. So let's get to today's episode. Uh, I'm here with my sister, Amy Coker. We are here in what what city are we in? Pflugerville. Pflugerville. And just for those that are wondering, it's Texas. P.F. P.F. Lugerville, which is... <laughs> P.F. Lugerville. It's the dumbest looking name I've ever seen in yeah, my life. But they really terrible. commit. Like, we were looking, there's, what was the ice cream place? Tasty Freeze. <laughs> Tasty Freeze, but it's a PF. Yep. Fish Fry would be Fish Fry. They have a Puffall Fest. Oh, Actually, that. it'd be Puffall Puffest. I hate everything about all that. Yeah, me too. But at least they're committed because it's like, I would hate. For them to be like yep. Fleurville and then like, I don't know. Go big or go home. Yeah. I mean, they're all in. Mm. All in, people. My sister has started painting a couple years ago, right? Two, how long? Two years? Three? 2.6 years ago. 2017. Great. 2.6. So 2.8. 2.8 years ago. I was real close. 2.86 years ago. <laughs> she started painting. Times pi. No. <laughs> times pi minus the six. Carry, carry the, the one. Carry the L. Carry the L. Carry, carry the, the PF. <laughs> okay, so Amy's <laughs> been painting for two point something years and really has just dived into, dove into? Divin. Divin into. <laughs> she's divin into creativity. <laughs> and Divinity. Learned about that just through experience and through other things, I'm guessing, books, cassette yeah. tapes. Eight tracks, VHS. Seminars. Mail order catalogs. No. Satellite. No. Um, so she's going to hear, she's going to be here. She is here. She's here. I am. <laughs> oh, God, she's here. We're going to talk today about creativity, and I'm done beating around the bush because I'm sorry. So five minutes of weirdness, we're going to get started. Um, so Amy, would you please tell our listeners first, like, that story of how you got started painting and I guess how you got to today where you're still painting. Go. Here I am. <laughs> Here I am, baby. <laughs> um... So let me preface this by saying that my entire life, I always wanted to be an artist and I always identified as a creative, but I could not paint or draw or anything like that. And when I tried, it just ended up being abstract garbage. And I would just say like, this is a physical representation of my teenage angst. Just for the record, I love abstract. I don't garbage. love it. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's fine. I forgive you. Thanks. Um, and I just well, it wasn't even like good abstract because there's good abstract art, and it was just that's the difference. There's a difference. Yeah, and and it just was 
It was not anything that I would ever be proud of. Please, if you find any of my artwork from those years, just burn it. Great. Um, so, yeah, we were living through, like, a really, really hard time around then. It was, like, 2017, and... Um, we as in you, my your family. husband, and children. Yeah, not me and you. You were fine, whatever. Yay. Yeah, but it was hard, and... um kind of around then like creativity wasn't even on my radar I was just like nobody cares about it like if somebody had asked me like what I thought about creativity or whatever I would just say you know I don't think anything about it who cares like I shop at Hobby Lobby isn't that that's creative (laughs) (laughs) um I mean I did artsy stuff like I crocheted or whatever but nothing like painting and so I uh just for the record though your Pinterest is like your Pinterest abilities off the charts. I don't know what you're saying. Decorating. Oh yeah. You would take stuff off Pinterest and like just. Yeah, it was crafty. Transform your home. Yeah, it was crafty. I'm but crafty I in the evil way, not in the glue gun way. I get it. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Um, like the Beastie Boys. She's crafty. I'm crafty. Um. So yeah, I was like around then. I kind of felt like. Painting supplies were being highlighted. Um, How do you mean? Like, I would be in the store, and it was just like... They would jump out at you? Yeah, not literally, but figuratively. And they were just... I kept, like, seeing things about painting, and just... It was everywhere. Bob Ross? Did you dream about Bob Ross? I can't reach to hit you, but if I could, I definitely (laughs) would. Um, so I'm going to take that as a no. Yeah, it's a no. So I just thought, okay, like, is God telling me to start painting? Because that's not a thing that God does. God doesn't care about my hobbies, and he doesn't tell you to get new hobbies. This is weird. But I decided to try it, and I got the crappiest, cheapest art set, and I sat down and started painting, and I was like, what is And I legitimately thought I had a brain tumor because I could paint, and it was really weird. And that is the story. So what was the first painting you did that you were like, oh? Because I don't remember. I don't remember. I've done a lot. The first... It was animal, right? It was a... A lion, probably. A lion. I did a lot of lions. A lot of lions. Yeah, I think I started... No tigers, but there have been bears. Yeah, I get it. It's a joke. Cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We just had a moment. It was magical. <laughs> she looked into my eyes and we okay. connected over that terrible joke. So, well, that was, how long was that process where you were just kind of like, oh, I'm at Hobby Lobby buying a sign that says gather and now I'm moving into, I actually did my first painting. Well, what happened is the pastor of the church we were attending, I ha- I, I kind of started painting in secret, and then I posted something on Instagram about it, and then the pastor was like, will you paint in front of the church on Easter Sunday? And I was like, <gasps> balls. Like, what? I'm sorry. But I, I just, I was freaking out, and I was like, I have to say yes, she's a freaking pastor, which, in retrospect, no, I didn't. But, uh I didn't answer her for a few weeks, and I was like, I have to find out if I suck. Like, what if I <laughs> what if I get up there and I start painting, and I really just am not good? 
And what if this was a fluke? Yeah, seriously, because it was really weird. And eventually told her yes and did it, and it was the most bizarre thing to not be an artist one day and then the next day I it it feels like I'm an imposter. I feel like I don't deserve to be calling myself an artist because I just woke up and I'm just like, yeah, hi, me and my brain tumor can paint really well. <laughs> well, I think what you said, that imposter thing, that's very real. And I think I, I wish I could remember where I got this quote, but I don't. So I'm just going to go with it anyway. But basically, everyone that's good at something, this book was saying, like, if you're good at something... You should feel like an imposter. Every real, that's true. Whether it's an artist or, to some degree, you feel like an imposter because you're second guessing yourself because you want it to be great. But so you're saying that's definitely something that you felt in that season where you're just like, uh, "I'm gonna try this. I was good at it once. Now I have to be good at it in front of people." I mean, I don't think it ever goes away. I still feel it when I paint. I still feel a level of like, like I'm not a real artist, there are real artists and then there's me and I'm somehow beneath them because whatever you can rationalize, but it, it just, we'll see. And you can rationalize it on either side. Cause I'm like, but you have made money painting. Yeah. To me, that's a professional. Yeah. By definition. Yeah. I'm an artist. I am a professional artist, but in my brain, I'm like, Oh, well, I just paint in a spare bedroom in my house and I, I just I just buy my painted Hobby Lobby and I'm just I'm, I'm just not very good. Wow. Yeah. It's and, and I think that's that's like what creating is though. It's the whole process is just like a messy inner dialogue because to be real, like while I'm painting, it's literally it's this roller coaster in my emotions. In my emotions? Is that a part of my body? Sure. Okay. So it's it's I'm painting and I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever and then five minutes later I'm like I am a worm I am nothing I am lower than Satan himself and then and, and the next 10 minutes I am better than Picasso this is going to make me famous this is incredible this is this is my prize work I suck why did I even get out of bed today this wow. is the worst it's the whole and every painting's like that every single painting so do you think there's part of you that's attracted to that roller coaster of it I mean absolutely it I think that's why I one of the reasons why I like to paint is because I don't want to feel that in my day-to-day life I don't want to deal with intense emotions like that and so painting is a time set aside to vomit it all on the canvas well to and it make it seems like it it makes space for pent-up emotion but it's like a safe space to feel emotions in general like yeah like you said, you wouldn't want to feel that every day. Like, I'm the best mother in the world. I'm terrible. I'm t- like, that yeah. would be, you would go to counseling for that. I probably should go to counseling. Probably everyone should go to counseling. Amen. This is your public service announcement. Yes. Everyone needs counseling. But, so after you started painting and you started to get more and more and more into painting and doing more work, um, like, I... I think you started to kind of do more um, exploring about creativity itself and artistry itself. And so what I really want to hit on is the biggest thing I hear. So if you don't know and you're listening, I'm one of the co-hosts of Creative Mornings in Oklahoma City. 
It's a worldwide breakfast lecture series for creatives. And every month we read a manifesto. And part of that manifesto says everyone is welcome and everyone is creative. And a lot of people have a problem with that. And, and a lot of people don't come to creative mornings because, like, I'm not a creative. And I wouldn't call myself, I feel like I am creative, but I wouldn't think that I have a creative, a quote, creative job. Like, most people hear a creative job and they think, what, graphic design? They think I'm in marketing, I'm in social media, whatever. Um, but what, I kind of want to dig into what some of the things I've heard you say about creativity in general. So what would you just say to someone who says, I'm not creative or my sister's creative and I'm not? Well, I probably wouldn't say anything. I'd probably just slap them across the face. Um, yeah, that works too. Yeah. Next question. Uh, I think it's, it's really limiting when you try to say only like that creative people look a certain way or are a certain profession because it's just not true. Like you're creative in ways that I can never be creative. Like you're creative with your calendar and you're creative with your wardrobe and you're creative with like in your job, the things that you've told me about your job, like you're incredibly creative. And my husband who loves math and science, God bless him, is also very creative just in a different way. He's creative with code and he's creative with numbers and my brain hurts just thinking about it, you know? And so Same. my creativity is just something that you can see and is pretty. And so that's why people think it's like different, but you know, it's just, it doesn't serve a purpose other than looking nice. I think, yeah. And I, so our, uh, my co-host, well, she's the host, I'm her co-host, Mel. She says, a lot of times, like, creativity is problem-solving. And I think that's a big part of it. Oh, I, I like that. That's oh, true. Uh, because it's... I think you have to be able... I, I wouldn't say creativity is problem-solving, and maybe that's not what she said. I'm trying to do that from memory. But basically, you have to be creative to solve any problem that you have. Yeah, that's a... Yeah. I mean, even when I'm doing a painting, I was thinking the other day when I was painting, I was that one of the things that I really like about it is that it feels like a puzzle to me. It right. feels like a problem that I'm solving. I'm just doing it in a visible way. I'm it like the problem is what colors go where that's the problem. Mm -hmm. And I just have to decide what colors go where. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And I think everyone is creative and I, it took me a while to kind of latch onto that, but and I hate it when you say I'm creative with my calendar because it sounds so dumb. But it's true. I mean, for me, that is one I don't way. I think it's dumb. I think it's cool. I don't think, I think how it sounds is dumb. I think it's cool. Great, thanks. Um, <laughs> but it's true. Like, I, like, my creativity is, it's a different muscle, but it's something that I still use. Yeah. So I think it's just important that everybody, what is, do you have any ideas or ways that you could tell people like this, this is how you can tap into that creative part of yourself or what are, do you know of any practical exercises or? Yeah. I mean, first of all, there's a book called the artist's way that I would really recommend. It's, it's a great 
Um, it's great if you're an artist or also if you are not an artist and just want to tap into your inner creativity. But it recommends starting your day with something called morning pages. And that's just waking up and dumping everything in your brain onto paper for like 15 minutes. And it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be pretty. It just, you just, you're like, it's like your brain taking a dump. Like you're just emptying your head. Just cleansing all yeah. this stuff out. Yeah. And allowing your yourself more space to creatively think so you're not taken up by you know did I walk the dog or did this happen or what about this or she said this about me or whatever it's just you get it all out vomit it out and then you have more space to creatively flow 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 neither one of us are songwriters fantastic great thought so in your um I like that your curiosity, I think curiosity is a huge part of creativity, and your curiosity about, wonder what all this painting stuff, why it's suddenly grabbing my attention, and then your curiosity to try, and then keep trying. But then I think I really enjoyed watching from the sidelines as you, you kind of took the whole idea of like creativity and really explored what that meant to you. And didn't just stop at painting. So it was like, it affected a lot, I think. From the outside looking in, it affected a lot of your life. Because it. I think, from my perspective, it was a dramatic life shift for you. Yeah. So. Well, I think it became a necessity for me, where before it was a hobby. And I think now I've come to rely so deeply on what I get from it that I don't think I could live without doing it. Um Painting has helped me get through the last two years of our lives. Like, we've had a really hard time. And I think if I did not have the ability to paint, I probably would have lost my mind. (laughs) So explain that to somebody like me who doesn't paint and doesn't emote like you. Like, what is that like when you're, like, what does that process feel like? When you're like, I have to paint. It helps me get everything out. Um... Well, usually it's just, like, I I wish I could paint all day every day, but I can't. And I know a lot of people wait for inspiration to strike or whatever, but I've found that it's better for me to be intentional about making it happen, even if I don't feel like it, because a lot of the time I won't feel like it. As a four in Enneagram, I love to be sad, and I... So messed up. It's really I love you for who you are, but messed up. I know, makes and me tired. I love it. The melancholy. I could just sit in melancholy for days and just bask in it, and it's just beautiful. I love it so much. Oh, it makes so me I know. Want to take a nap. I know. Me too. It's fine. Um, so I think like wanting to sit in the pain. It's it's there is a level of that, but also we've had such a hard time the last two years. I mean, we had death, we had, I lost my job, we had all these terrible things happen. And um, I think I got to a place where I didn't want to even deal with the feelings. It was easier just to like watch Netflix and, you know. Chill. Chill. Netflix and chill. Yep. And I think making myself be intentional about taking the time to sit down and I think a lot of it, too, for me is the music, which is kind of cool because I play I play music while I'm painting, and it's cool to me to think I'm being creative to someone else's creativity. <laughs> Whoa, Inception. 
I know. It's, it's so deep. It's like, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, I, I think it, it helps me feel all the things without letting them. And I, I don't even know if I'm feeling all the things because I'm not sitting in there crying. I'm just n- acknowledging that they're happening in my soul and then they move on. It's like I'm acknowledging like I'm dealing with trauma and grief, okay? And I'm not sitting in there sobbing and, you know, whatever. But it's it's an acknowledgement that this is happening in my life and I understand that I'm feeling this way about it and now I can move on. I think that's really important and that I haven't really tapped into or been able to figure out what that is for me because I'm less of a feeler and more of a thinker. And that's one thing that I wish I could do or or really exercise my strength in is becoming better at processing when I do have feelings because for me it's I have to do something with them I can't just feel them yeah it's bizarre and strange but um gosh you said something that stuck out to me and I already forgot what it was because I got lost in the moment yeah I got lost in the moment it was so good yeah (laughs) (laughs) cool yeah so when you are deciding what to paint, like I feel like once you moved in, you guys got moved into this house, it was just like an instant, you're like, I'm going to paint. And it's just been like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I feel like you put out a lot of product, product, part? Product. Emotional product. <laughs> Emotional product. A lot of it. Yeah. Um, so how do you decide what to paint? Um. Well... I usually look for a reference photo and that is like deciding what to paint is the worst part for me. It's literally, I hate it so much. And well, because a lot, you're not like, who should I paint? Or can I paint a picture of your pet bird? It's like, I hate it for you. I've found it's better to say, I want you to paint a picture of that represents this feeling. Yes. Or this mood. Yes. And you're like, oh, I can't wait. Yep. But, yeah, so explain that process. So I'll look for a reference photo. So I'll find that that usually takes me several days. I'll just scroll through Google Images or whatever and find. So if I'm, like, I'm doing a series right now on saints and I'll do, like, I scrolled and scrolled and scrolled and scrolled and scrolled. And you just have to find a person who... And I don't know how to explain it. It just, it's like, it hits, like, that's the person that I'm going to paint. And then I base their skeletal structure on the picture, and then I, that's all I use it for. So. Okay. And then I I just. So, listeners, you could be in a painting and not know it. It's true. Your skeletal structure. I'd love to paint one of you. Send me your photos. Send me your skeleton. Send me your bones. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Please don't send me any bones. Um, yeah. So I find a picture and then just start painting. And I don't ever know what is going to spark that inside of me. Um, and a lot of times I don't know what the painting is supposed to mean before I start. And it's like, I think I told you this the other day. It's kind of like my, as I'm painting, I understand the meaning of the painting. And it's like my head catches up to what my heart already knew. 
it's like my head begins to understand, oh, this is why I picked this. It's because I'm feeling this way. and That is so wild to it me. It is really weird. It's like inverted is what yeah. I would do. I would be like, yeah. my brain understands this. How can I feel it? I don't like to do it that way. I don't like, that's how I am. I yeah. can't help it. But well, I, I can't, I can't, like, if I'm going to paint, you know, greed or something, I can't just search greed face picture. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I, that it, would be it weird. It doesn't work. I bet you Google could give you something. Probably. I'm, I'm tempted to do it right yeah, now. Please. I'm going to do it right now. Do, it, do it while we're talking. So, Make that the cover of the podcast episode. No, thank you. Okay. It's going to be something weird, I can tell. But, okay, so you start with an idea or an emotion or a feeling. You find a skeleton that is suitable, and then... <laughs> this is the Halloween episode. Woo! <laughs> um, and then you connect your head and your heart yes. in the process. Yes, and then Whoa. usually what I'm close to being done is when... I will have the meaning for the painting. Like, I'll understand what it means and how it applies to my life, and then I'll share it on... Uh, so is it... It's basically a process of... <laughs> please show me. <laughs> I want to see... You guys, I just Googled greed person picture. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. And Amy, I want you to explain to... Artistically? The listener... Okay. ...what we're seeing here. Okay. So there is an elderly man... Caucasian man. An elderly Caucasian man who looks to be about 5'6", suffering from some spinal degeneration. He's hunched a little. He is holding... What appears to be $28. Yes. Maybe 40 But they're $20 bills. In his hand, and he is wearing uh, Monopoly man glasses. No, that's oh. a monocle. And the, he doesn't have it. It's the peanut man. You know, that's the Mandela effect. Yeah, Mandela effect. Look it up. That it's going to ruin podcast. your day. It's going to ruin your day. Wow, yeah, he's greedy. He's holding 40 whole dollars. <laughs> that's Social Security pension. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking over the rim of his glasses, gritting his teeth. Yep. And uh, In a blue shirt and tie. He's like, better have my money. Better have my money. Um, wow, so great person picture. I totally derailed this. Um, it's fine. It was worth it. I lost control. She's lost control. Oh, don't worry. Again. It's it's linked to an article called Eight Ways to Spot Greedy People. If you see this man, he's one of them. He's one of them. Yeah. So I think that's fascinating, though, going back to what you're saying, like, it's really a process of self-discovery for you and connecting your head and your heart. It's like, it's just, it, to me, it sounds like I can't, I can't even fathom what that is like. Yeah, it's pretty weird. I mean, it gives me a place and space to acknowledge what I'm feeling and move past it because I think otherwise I would implode or ex probably explode. I would explode. It'd be messy. Gross. Yeah. I also want all of the listeners to know that I can smell the brownies your daughter's making downstairs. I want that. I want that. Wow. Okay, so in this process of self-discovery, um, it's a lot... How much... Well, this is kind of a loaded question because I know once you start... So one of your strengths is an activator. So like once you start something, you're going to do it in like 38 seconds. Yeah. Like you can't stop until it's done. Yeah. But about how long does it take you to do an 18 by 24, generally speaking? Well... In hours. In hours. Let me think. Maybe... 
24 to 48 hours, generally. But And that's just the painting, not the research just, and the right. brooding to figure out what right. you're going to paint. Right. I like to paint at least three hours a day, but ideally six hours because... Ideally. Yeah. That, that that's so many was, hours. Was, was, uh, I couldn't do three one. days of six hours a day. I, okay. The painting we're referring to right now is? Our Lady of Perpetual Apathy. It's haunting. I love it. Looks like most, uh, a lot of people I know. No offense. None of our listeners look like that. None of them. They're not apathetic. That's good. Um, so if you were not painting, if you had to talk to someone like me, who is right here, if you had to talk to me, um, do I have to? You have to. I'm right here. Um, is there anything that you could say to be like, I know that you don't paint, but this is another way that you can take this process or a similar process and say, this is a way that you might be able to connect those head and heart things. I think a big obstacle to feeling is busyness. And I think that... Like, Shut your mouth! Just told kidding. me to act, to act like I was talking to you, so... <laughs> Um, I think it's people get so busy that they see feelings as something that are like kind of a badge notification on your phone. It's like, yeah, I'll check that when I have time. That is not how I, it is exactly how I treat feelings. I know. I love you. Ouch. But I think to cultivate a healthier lifestyle, it's important to make space intentionally to acknowledge what's happening, especially in a time when it's like really hard and a lot of bad things are going on. To make space to acknowledge what you're feeling and everything you feel is valid and real, but that doesn't mean that it is true. So like everything that you... Everything that you're feeling is real to you. You are feeling left out or you're feeling like disappointed or you're feeling heartbroken. Like that is real to you because that is the feeling that is happening in your heart. Heart. Sure. In your your skeleton. But that doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't mean people are isolating you. It doesn't mean that, you know, somebody really did break your heart. It just, and, and so I think that's where it is a good, it's a good practice to get into making space to acknowledge what you're feeling and say, okay, this is happening. I'm feeling this way. Okay, now I can move on with my life. And I think it's going to be different for everybody. I mean, painting is my thing, but I mean, even like kickboxing or like jogging, I know can be that way. Yeah, anything with physical damage, I would be into that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but uh, full of aggression and passion. Yeah. my two most emotions, I feel. I think... Anything where you're making something, it's it, it kind of gives you a, a sense of control. And so I think that that is also really beneficial when you're, when you're trying to sort through your feelings and you can feel a lot, like very out of control because you kind of sometimes feel like feelings are happening to you. Like I can't oh, really wow. control how I'm feeling. Yeah. So I think that's another aspect of it. Like it feels good to feel like you're controlling something. Yeah. Wow, I think that's so just spot on for, you feel like feelings are happening to you. Yeah. Ugh, 
Yes, I relate to that. So I think, too, for, for example, one thing that I've learned that helps me a lot, I tried to do morning pages, but I tried to do it in this journal that was, like, not a normal size. And I was like, I can barely knock out one page because it's, like, 11 by 17. I was like, this is dumb. Then I got angry. But one thing that I've noticed is I'm, I don't paint or draw or do those things, but I do write. Words are like toys to me. So that's one thing for me that's been creatively helpful. And I think taking time to find out what your creative outlet is is very important because it's not going to look the same. So, so you're a painter. I would say my most creative outlet is uh, strategic systems which is not something I just you. do, but also writing. That's the most, that's the easiest way for me yeah. to have a creative outlet. And then our brother, who is just like extrovert, gohardarmy.com, something. Wow. I love him. <laughs> and like he would probably just go work out. So yeah. it's like everybody has their different outlet. And even exercise is a form of creativity, I think, because you're... Me too, because the gym is a mess. It's confusing well, to me. Well, you're, you're creating an impact. You're creating force. You're creating like, you know... Well, and it takes a lot of thought and effort to even figure out what you're doing. Yeah, bless it. Bless bless you, Aaron. Bless You'll never you. listen to this podcast. Nope. I know you won't, but I love you. Um... Aaron's our brother at BT Dubs. He's if he listens, he'll be at the gym. Yep. Pumping iron, protecting America. That's right. We should make him a shirt that says that. Why did, he should be Uncle Sam for um I was gonna say Halloween, but then I thought Fourth of July might be more appropriate. <laughs> yes. It can be bro Sam. Bruncle Sam? Br- I don't Bruncles? know. Bruncles? I, I don't like that word. <laughs> Bruncles. Take it back. I'm sorry. Um but for me, writing is a creative way that I've learned. And I think it takes time and effort to, like, attempt a couple things to figure out yeah, what that is for you. Well, and creativity is scary. And so I think a lot of people don't ever start because of fear. And which is funny because you're just in there doing it for yourself, by yourself. And it's, it's so funny to be afraid. But it, it really highlights the space between, like, ability and inability and that's why it's scary Ooh. because it's just it highlights that and there's no hiding from it and there's no yeah. you just have to look at it yeah and, and i hard. think so and again this is just personal experience but like so i play guitar i really like it have really it, um <laughs> if i could reach you to hit you that sounds familiar yeah i play guitar but i'm not a songwriter yeah. i tried that it wasn't right for me was not good because I'm a perfectionist, but I like to play. It's a fun and creative outlet because to me, I'm learning a system. I'm learning the song. So I like to play in a band where someone tells me what to do and I don't have to figure it out or create that aspect of it. I just create my rhythm to match what's happening. So it's another way for me that I found it doesn't have to look like everybody else, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So just because you want to write or journal doesn't mean you have to be published and or share it and just because and if you want to be a painter you don't have to share that or a sketch or um, learn music it doesn't mean you have to 
hold give yourself that, to an impossible standard. Right. You don't have to be like anybody else and you don't even have to do your best work. It just has to be something that you enjoy. It's for you. It's not for an audience. And I think that's the purest form of creativity is when you create something from within yourself and it comes out and it's not for anyone else. And if it helps other people or impacts their life in a good way, then that's a bonus. Yeah. But your painting, the object of that has never been to be, I want to sell this art. It's been a journey for you internally working through emotion and feeling and trauma. Mm. Yeah. You know? I think it was, and maybe especially like a year ago or two years ago, I had a really hard time with, you know, what am I even, like, why am I painting? Like, what is the point? Because as a four, I want everything to have a purpose. And so I think along the way I've discovered that, like, the purpose is that it doesn't have a purpose. <laughs> right. The purpose is that it's for me, and that has to be wow. enough. Like So postmodern of you. I know. But I like, I mean, and I've learned that same thing in a different, so I am somewhat of a minimalist in my home, and so for two for two years, I just went through over and over every couple months throwing more stuff away. Feels good. It felt awesome. But then I had to give myself permission to say the purpose of this is just to be pretty. Yes. But it still has a purpose. That's real. So it brings me joy. It brings me joy, and that's real. Marie Kondo knows what's up. That's right. So even if the end result of your creativity isn't anything spectacular if you never do anything with the end result the process it really is all about the process I think in my opinion I think too it's it's kind of a a journal and I see my tattoos this way but I I also am realizing that listeners she has many tattoos I do but I'm realizing that my art is also this I, I always saw my art or my sorry my tattoos as memorializing times in my life because I can look at the tattoos and say I got this around this time I got this when Ruby was born I got this when and Frank and I were having a fight or I got this and whatever and it because none of my tattoos don't have any real meaning I just get them because they're pretty and instead it became more like a a diary of my life like a Mm, yeah like this is what was happening or this is why what's the most recent tattoo you've gotten by the way that's a good Probably Lucy. Probably Lucy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought it was the James one. The tattoo for all my kids. And they're um, cute. Yeah, they're cute. So I think art has kind of become that too. It's become, you know, its purpose is memorializing times in my life and being able to look back on it and say, like, wow, like that was a really terrible, dark time, but something beautiful still came out of it. Whoa. I would say mic drop, but please don't drop the mic. They're expensive. They are not cheap. Um, yeah, so before we wrap up and head into the super fun rapid fire questions, what is anything, is there any one idea or something you want to leave to the listeners? Like if, if you could tell them one thing that they would hold as legit truth, what would that be? Um. I would just say, and it kind of goes with what we were just talking about, but just start, like, just do something today, like, do something that creatively feels good, and don't be afraid to fail, because I honestly think the only skill that an artist needs is the ability to persist, because oh, man. I mess up on my paintings all the time, but you just keep going. If you stop and you get discouraged, then you won't make art, you know? That's so good. So you just, you just got to keep going. Yeah. Wow. 
amazing. It is amazing. Thanks. You're welcome. Wow. Okay, so we're going to do some rapid fire. Oh, my gosh. I just opened my phone, and there's Greed Man again. Greed Man. <laughs> I wish he could be part of the I'm Marvel gonna... Cinematic Universe. No. No, he's too old. He kind of looks he like... He could replace Spider-Man. No, this man, he looks like... What's... <laughs> he looks terrible. Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Yes, yeah. He looks, he looks like the like short like, uh, one. Which one? Mermaid, Mermaid Man. man. <laughs> he looks like Mermaid Man in a suit. He does. Not quite as The glasses. Hefty. Yeah, that's terrifying. I'm going to close that tab immediately. Um... So, rapid-fire questions. What was the first tattoo you got? Um, This right here. Listeners, can oh, you see that? Yeah, listeners. It's listeners. great. Do you see listeners? It's uh, Arabic. It's on my wrist. I actually got it because our brother was serving overseas in the Middle East. I did not know that. How did you not know that? Do you never, even know me? You've never shared it. It's, Aaron, man, we miss you, bud. Yeah, we do. Um, I've never called him bud in my whole bud, life. Sissy and bud. Hey, bud. <laughs> Guys, okay. <laughs> I can't even tell that story. There's, yeah. Just don't. Don't, okay. So it's Arabic and it says beauty because I had considered myself to be ugly for a really long time and I wanted... That's insanity. Something that meant something to me but also kind of gave a nod to my brother because I was really worried about him. Yeah, I think we all were and no one acknowledged it verbally. We didn't talk so about it. So while we're talking about Aaron and he's not in the room... um. I actually have on my keychain a small coin. I know what you're talking about. Yep, I had one on a necklace and lost it. Great. That's why you got the tattoo. Yep. I have a small coin he sent us while he was deployed. Yeah. Right at a basic training. Little that. guy. Little guy. He's not a little guy anymore. Yeah, I still have that coin. It's on my keys right now. When I got this tattoo, the artist, the tattoo artist, he said, you know what happens if you start on your wrist? It's going to spread all the way up your arms. And I was like, <laughs> that was funny. I'm like, no, it won't. My bad. Guess what happened? My bad. Arms are covered. Sorry, Amy, what Chuck you, at what Studio you, Pink. What you drinking right now? Diet Dr. Pepper. Is that your favorite poison? It's not poison. <laughs> it is the nectar of many gods and the one true god. <laughs> it is good. It's delicious. It looks like it's the nectar of the football god. It's got laces <laughs> out. Laces it's out, the season, I think. Is yeah. it football season? No. Oh. Aaron's not here, otherwise he would beat you. Stop talking about Aaron. Profoundly. I like to talk about him because he's not here to abuse me. Yep. He wouldn't, but he could. Um, Maybe I'm subconsciously just missing him. I'm drinking a sugar-free Red Bull. That's your poison. Because I'm trying to be healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't comment. Let's move on to more questions about you. What, uh, did you have a stuffed animal or blanket as a child? I don't know. You would remember better than I, I would. I can't remember. I don't remember. I don't think that you did. I don't think I did. But all your kids Barbies. I played Barbies. God, let's not talk about that. I either. would set up elaborate Barbie villages. We PTSD from this. And... We shared a room. It took hours to set up these elaborate, like, apartments all morning. and everything. And then so by the no, time... No, no, let me explain <laughs> this. So we had so many Barbie items. It would be like a sea of pink I across had. the floor. I mean, setting up cups and furniture yep. and changing 10 Barbie clothes. Right. and It was a process. 
Yeah, and so Amy would set these up, and then what would happen? That was Amy? my early form of creativity to get my feelings out. And then what would happen, Amy? And then I would take hours setting up this Barbie village, and then be so tired that what? I didn't want to play. And then Mom told Andrea to clean it up. <laughs> so I never had to clean it up. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't like that memory. You owe me one something. I don't know what. Okay. How about the meals that you made for me today? Okay, we'll call it fair. Okay. Um, what's your favorite pair of shoes? Oh, that's hard. I that you own. Yeah, I figured that's. Well, I mean, I have favorite pairs of shoes that I wish I could own. I it's either a tie. Okay, it's a tie between my Adidas running shoes because they feel like everything magical. Has been poured into that oh, shoe. Oh, they have the memory foam on the, the bottom? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. They are so nice. Unreal. But I only wear them when I'm jogging, so it's not often. <laughs> Fair. Or my New Balance everyday men's Amy sneakers. loves a good pair of New Balance. I do. Send it's me like some. Her, Buy me New Balance. It's her brand. My brand. I like the My brand. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's her brand. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, what's your least favorite chore? Um, Since you are a stay-at-home mom, full-time job, you do many chores. What is your least favorite? Probably cleaning the kids' bathrooms. Yeah, that's gross. Cleaning any bathroom is not fun. What's your favorite smell? Sesame oil. Gross. Really? Yes. I mean, it's fine, but... Get a life, Brenda. It is the best smell. No offense to any listener named Brenda. No. But also, I was going to guess, like, the candle... The Christmas candle. Oh, fresh balsam. That's good. You'd rather your your sesame oil for you is above fresh balsam? Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about just smell in general, yes. If you're talking about what I want my house to smell like, the answer is fresh balsam. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. I did not clarify. That's my bad. (laughs) Okay, one more. Um, Let's see. Go down my list here. There's so Make it a good one. Um, what's your favorite holiday? Christmas. I knew it. Okay. That was an easy one. I, I have to be honest and say Christmas and Halloween and Thanksgiving. I have really enjoy. really? I really enjoy. Because of your kids? Every other holiday I hate. I hate the 4th of July. I hate New Year's Eve. I hate Valentine's Listen, Day. Listen, you're, you're going to anger some people. I'm sorry. I just... Most Americans it's would be angry. It's different when you have children. It's like Valentine's Day, not romantic. I have kids. Okay. Um, Fourth, of, Fourth July, of July. They're up late. Sticky, they're sticky. Sweaty, they're mosquito noisy. bites. They're cranky. They're tired. Yes. Crowds everywhere. I just, I can't. I Amy can't do it. does not like a good crowd. No. Nope. Okay. Um, well, thanks for sharing your thoughts on creativity. You're welcome. And we're going to put some links up so you can view her art on the website. We'll put the links on my website to view her art on her website. There's so many websites. You can, literally so many in the world, you can (laughs) buy prints, stickers. Do you still have stickers? Yes. Stickers are so cool. Um, But Amy, why don't you plug your pluggables, tell people where they can find more about your art. Go. Instagram. It's Amy underscore Coker underscore artist. And it's A-I-M-E-E because... That's the only right way to spell Amy. I am an Enneagram 4 by birth. <laughs> My mom birthright. did it to me. Your birthright. So A-I-M-E-E underscore C-O-K-E-R underscore artist. 
A-R-T-I-S-T. On Instagram. And I think it's the same on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. What's your website? amycoker.com. Brilliant. Yes. Nice. And you're currently working on a series called... You have a name? I have a name. The The series. series? Uh, Yeah, I have... uh, uh, You're one out of four? Yes, I've started on the second... I'm, I've done Our Lady of Perpetual Apathy, and now I'm working on Matron Saint of Panic Attacks. <laughs> I don't know which one I identify with more. I know. It's okay. going to be real. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me while your kid is sleeping and the other kids are playing video games. No problem. Thank you again for listening in. More than anything, my goal is always to help you get your yay back. Whether that's laughing at my bad jokes or giving you real tips and tools to conquer life. If you had a good time hanging out today, please like and subscribe to this podcast. And please tell your friends about it too. As always, I welcome your feedback. You can find me anywhere on social media at andgracefills.com. Thank you for listening. Now go punch today in the face.